Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyle Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. I'm Silver. The Lone Ranger and Tonto reigned up on the ridge above the beautiful Santa Rosa Valley. It had been a long time since this was Mexican territory, but the rancheros still maintained their Spanish customs, and the ranchos, gleaming white in the moonlight, were typical of those one found south of the border. The masked man and the Indian were watching a band of horsemen out on the plain below them. Maybe that posse, Kimasabi. Could be, Tonto. But who are they after? Tell her, maybe get way. He must have. See, the men are raining up. Kimasabi. What, Tonto? You look straight down in canyon. There, Tonto. Yes. Him get away from posse, all right. It was a posse. He's taking the trail that leads up here. Ah. We stop him? Yes, I think we'd better. I know the place to do it. Uh-huh. Come on, Silver. Get him up, scout. The Lone Ranger and Tonto rode down the twisting trail until they reached a turn where the lower trail was hidden by a clump of trees. There they stopped and waited. 
Ten minutes later, they heard a rider urging his horse up the trail. He rounded the bend and pulled his mount to a halt as he saw the masked man and the Indian with their guns drawn blocking the trail. Up with your hand. All right, you've got me. I got away from one gang and I ride smack into a couple of road agents. But you won't find much money on me. We're not interested in your money. If you take my horse, you'll swing for it. And we don't want your horse. Just answer our questions and you won't be hurt. Questions? Who are you? I'm Andy Meredith. I own the Barham Ranch in the next valley. Why was that posse chasing you? That wasn't any posse. Were the outlaws? No. It, uh, it was young Felipe Santiago and some of the ranchers from around here. Why were they chasing you? Maybe you can tell me. Say, you talk like a woman. As if I was in the wrong and you were in the right. All we want is information. Well, I'll tell you exactly what happened. Yes? This is going to make me seem awful foolish, but it's the truth. I came over here to serenade Dolores Santiago. <laughs> and her brother objected to your singing. <laughs> I didn't even get a chance to let out a yip. You see, there's a walled garden out in back of the Santiago Rancho. Yes, I know the place. Well, I climbed from my horse's back to the top of the wall with my guitar slung around my neck. When I looked down into the garden, I saw it was full of men. They all had rifles and they all saw me. Felipe shouted out my name and a couple of them raised their guns. I dropped down on the blackie's back, got rid of that cussed guitar and started to ride. They followed you? About 12 of them. Shooting, too. You can't be a welcome visitor to Santiago Rancho. Why, a month ago I had dinner with Don Miguel and Felipe and Dolores. And it was all agreed that I was to marry her. I just got back from Santa Fe. How many men were there in the garden? Oh, must have been a hundred. I recognized some of them. Was Don Miguel there? I didn't see him. What could they have been doing? Well, it wasn't any party unless it was a necktie brand. Oh, Don Miguel wouldn't stand for anything like that. Uh, you know him? Yes, we've known him for a long time. Tato, I think I'll try to see the Don. Uh-huh. We must find out what's going on. All right, Meredith. We won't detain you any longer. Oh, you won't, huh? Well, I'm beginning to get an idea. Oh, are you? You call the Indian Tonto. That's his name. Sure. And I know who you are now. How about letting me help you? There's nothing you can do, is there? You're not welcome at the rancho. <laughs> you won't be welcome either. And I'm awful worried about Dolores. Well, you can ride back with us if you like. We'll see what's to be done when we get there. Horns and we'll get him out. Get out. The Lone Ranger, Tonto, and the young rancher started down the trail. They reached level ground and circled a large wooded section of land on their way to the Santiago Rancho. Back among the trees, they could see many glimmers of light, campfires. The masked man raised his arm in a signal to halt. Oh, sir. Oh, silver. Wait here with the horses. I'm going to see what this means. The Lone Ranger disappeared among the trees. Tonto and Andy Meredith waited, and a few minutes later, the masked man returned. What you find, Kimasabi? Ranchers, all of them armed. What are they up to? I don't know, but I still want to have a talk with Don Miguel. He's a big fellow. You didn't see him in there? No, nor Felipe. Come on, get him. Get him, get him. It was half an hour later that they reined up outside the garden wall in back of the rancho. The Lone Ranger stood on Silver's back and looked into the garden. Careful, Silver. Easy. See anything? There's no one here. I'm going over. You're going to try and get in the house? Yes. There's a door underneath the balcony. It might be open. All right, I'll try it. You wait here. Tato, 
Signal if anyone comes. How to do that? The Lone Ranger climbed up and over the wall and dropped to the ground on the other side. Then, silently, he made his way to the small door at the back of the rancho. It was unlocked, but it creaked protestingly as he opened it. He waited for a moment. There was no sound from inside the house. He left the door ajar so the moon would light the narrow passage. At the end of the passage, he opened the door carefully. The wide hallway, lit by candelabra at either end, was empty. Suddenly, the door of one of the rooms leading off it opened, and a man stepped out. Quickly, the Lone Ranger closed the door of the passage. Roger Crispin, what's he doing here? The man's footsteps grew louder as he walked from the front of the house toward the passage, but they stopped short of it. He had entered another room. The Lone Ranger heard the door close. Now he stepped into the hall. Roger Crispin in Don Miguel's house. It's going to take some explaining. The room where Don Miguel transacted his business was at the front of the house, and when the masked man reached it, he listened at the door. He heard the Don's voice and opened the door. Father, a man who wears a mask. Good evening, Don Miguel. Uh, oh, it is you. Yes, after many years. This man is a friend of yours, Father? See, si, a very good friend. But I am afraid that the days of our friendship are numbered, Senor. Why should that be, sir? I cannot tell you. All I can say is that you must leave this house at once. I'll do it on one condition. If you would live, please go. He is your friend and you would kill him. Just as Felipe and the others tried to kill the man I love. Be quiet, Dolores. I know all about Andy Meredith's visit here tonight, Don Miguel. Why did those men shoot at him? Why are there men camped in the woods near the ridge? You see, he knows. You must kill your friend. Carilla. It is too much. I will not stay here. I will not be a part of such things. Go to your room. No. For the sake of your stupid, senseless, hopeless plan, you would put an end to my life. I will not let you. Senor. Do you know where Andy is? Yes, I do. Will you take me to him? That depends on your father. It depends on nothing but this gun. Up with your hands. Senor Crispin. Yes. I heard her talking to him, Miguel. What's the meaning of this? Uh, senor, let me reason with her. First, I'll get this masked man's gun. Oh, will you? As Crispin reached for the Lone Ranger's guns, the masked man grabbed his gun hand. A bullet hit the ceiling, and then the gun slipped from Crispin's hand. I take it. The masked man's right caught Crispin full on the chin, and he crashed to the floor. Now, Don Miguel, you must believe me. This man... Men, come here. Help! No, Father. The senor is calling the men out in front. Come with me, Help! Come here. Run, Out to the garden. The Lone Ranger and the girl hurried through the house and into the garden. And in a friend of mine are waiting just outside the wall. There is a door. I have the key. Good. Come on. A moment later, they had reached the door in the garden wall. Dolores unlocked it and... Hello. Dolores. Oh, Andy. Now, there's no time to talk. Silver can carry double. Up you go, senorita. There you are. Steady, big fella. Easy. I'll be out here in a minute. Come on.
Don Miguel's men reached the door in the garden wall too late to stop the Lone Ranger and his friends, and they were afraid to open fire because of the girl. Then they returned to the front of the house, mounted, and tried to pick up the trail. It was impossible. The masked man had led the way to a safe hiding place in a wooded arroyo not far from the ranch. It was there that Dolores tried to explain what was going on in the valley. This man, Crispin, he came to my father two weeks ago. He told him that the government in Washington and the governor of the territory was planning to take our land away from us and open the valley to homesteaders. But that isn't true. Senor, he had letters which I have seen. They prove his words. They must have been forgeries. My father did not think so. Well, what did he do about it? Did he try to contact the governor? No, senor. Of what use would that be if the governor is against us? It's Crispin who's against you. He and a number of other men have been trying to get your grants declared invalid for some time. Both Washington and the governor of the territory refuse to listen to them. You're American citizens. You own your land. And no one is going to take it away from you. But, senor... Yes, yes, I understand. Your father believes Crispin. Well, what does he plan to do? Many men from the valley have come to our rancho. They meet late at night. I have not heard what they say at these meetings and afterward. Only a word here and a word there. But you have some idea? This much and no more. They will not let anyone take their land. They mean to hold the passes leading into the valley. They will not let anyone enter. Hey, mister. What, Andy? What about Fort Verde at the east end of the valley? That's on this side of the passes. Yes. Have you heard the fort mentioned, Dolores? No, senor. To carry out their plan, they'd have to capture it. Why, sure. And that's just what Crispin wants them to do. You say that he is not our friend. And now you say he wants us to capture the fort. To try and capture it. Crispin wants your land. And if your father and his men attack the fort, he'll get it. But I do not see how. Because your father will be an outlaw. It could be, senor, that he will win. He can't win for long with the whole United States Army against him. And that's what it would mean. Fort Verde is a federal post. If your father attacks it, he'll be guilty of treason. Treason? Yes, Dolores. And the penalty for treason is death. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. continue our story. When the Lone Ranger learned that the Santa Rosa ranchers, influenced by Roger Crispin, were planning an uprising against the government, he considered ways and means to prevent it. His first move was to send Toto into the mountains. He get to Thundercloud's camp in maybe half hour. I'm sure that he'll help us. Isn't that right? Must be soon, or it won't do any good. Toto, tell him. It happened plenty soon. Get him up, scout! Scout! 
Then the masked man, Dolores, and Andy rode to a small woods where they could watch the Santiago Rancho. Finally, they saw Don Miguel, Felipe, Roger Crispin, and all the men around the place right away. There they go. Looks like it's going to be tonight. Yes, they're heading for the woods where the other men are. It will take them an hour or two to get organized. Tonto should be at Thundercloud's camp by now. You understand what you're to do, Dolores? See, it is simple, senor. Andy and I ride to the rancho. You don't think there'll be any trouble there? Oh, but no. There are only the women left. Not one of them would hurt me or try to stop me. I know where the papers are. I will get them. I will get a horse for myself. And then we ride to the fort. Make sure you see Colonel Humphrey himself. But to tell him everything, will it not be betraying my father? Dolores, Crispin means to do that. He can't allow himself to be caught in an uprising. All you're going to do is warn the commandant about Crispin before he can warn him about your father. See, si, see, si, senor. And the papers will prove what I say. Then after you've talked to the colonel... We ride to all the ranches in the eastern end of the valley. If everything goes well, you should have until dawn. That doesn't give you much time. I do not think you can make it, senor. All the way to the junction. There will be a delay there. <laughs> we'll do our best. How about that, boy? How about it? Until daybreak, then. Until the... All the men from the Santa Rosa Valley were gathered in the woods near the ridge. There were nearly 500 of them. The decision had been reached. Fort Verde was to be attacked that night, and they were confident of victory. But Crispin had unaccountably disappeared. Oh, this is a strange thing. He's a strange man. But I cannot forget that he risks much to help us. Father! Oh, see, si, Felipe! Come here, the end of the woods! They attack the ranchers to the west. Our wives and children are alone. Sound the alarm. We will drive them off. Back to our ranch. Hurry. The men mounted quickly, and soon the little army was racing toward the west. The night was brilliant with moonlight, but they saw no sign of Indians until they neared the far end of the valley. Then the ranchers could see painted figures riding toward the hills. Oh, 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 oh. oh your rancho is safe, amigo. See, si. but we will take no chances on their return. Fifty men will stay with you to guard the western end of the valley. Jose, Juan, Pedro, your men will stay with me. The others will follow me to Fort Verde. To Fort Verde. When Roger Crispin left the ranchers at the woods, he rode straight to Fort Verde. There he asked to be taken to Colonel Humphrey, and he found the commandant in his office in spite of the lateness of the hour. The colonel listened in silence as he told him the full details of the conspiracy. It's a serious charge, Mr. Crispin. It's treason. You haven't explained how you happened to find out about it. I came to Don Miguel's house on business. I happened to overhear certain conversations, and in order to learn more, I pretended to be in sympathy with what the ranchers were planning to do. I offered to help them. Without having any intention of actually doing it? Of course not. I believe you... You'll stay here now, won't you? I, uh... I'm not a fighting man, Colonel. I'm afraid I can't let you leave. You're an important witness to this affair. But if the fort is attacked... You'll be safe in the guardhouse. The guardhouse? Yes, that will be the best place for you. Sergeant. Yes, sir? See that Mr. Crispin is made comfortable in the guardhouse. Yes, The colonel walked to the door of the adjoining room and opened it. Well, senorita, Andy, you heard? He is one snake. The lone ranger was right about his coming here. To deceive my father so that he might destroy him. You haven't beaten Crispin yet. 
Your father must be stopped. See, see, commanding. All right, the time's getting shorter. We'll have to hurry. Miles away at the junction, the Lone Ranger dismounted in front of the railroad station. Oh, Silver, oh, easy, steady, big fella. He pounded on the door. And in a few minutes, the sleepy station master opened it. Mass! Inside. I want you to send a message, and I don't have time to argue. I don't aim to argue with a gun. Good. Get through to the capital as fast as you can. Oh, I will. Well, there'll be a little delay, of course. Not at this time of night. The capital operator stays awake. Say, you don't expect... There's your answer. All right, this telegram goes to the governor. Start sending. <laughs> Good enough. What? You told the operator at the other end that a masked man was forcing you to send this message. That's fine. Identify me to the governor. Yeah? Now, start sending... Roger Crispin in Santa Rosa Valley. By means of forged papers. As persuaded Don Miguel and other ranchers, government means to declare original land grants... As the Lone Ranger dictated, the telegraph operator sent his message, and its meaning changed his whole attitude toward the masked man. At last, when the whole of the long message had been transmitted... Mr... I think I know who you are. You do? I sure hope you get some action. So do I. The two men waited in silence for an hour. Then suddenly the key began to clatter again. This is it, isn't it? Yeah. The message for Don Miguel. Good enough. Just what you said. You're writing it up on an official form? Yep. I'll sign it. Yeah. You ought to convince him. Here. Thanks. There's another message coming in. Let's see. Crispin charges without basis. Santa Rosa land confirmed to original settlers by federal law. Arriving tomorrow to personally confirm this message. That's more than I asked for. Hey, you're going to Ford, aren't you? As fast as Silver can take me. Well, this one's for Colonel Humphrey. It's in order to arrest Crispin for conspiracy and forgery. Will you deliver it for me? Of course. Here, here it is. Well, thanks for everything. And good luck. Thanks again. This is going to be a race, old boy. There's less than an hour before daybreak. Steady, big fella. All right, come on, there. The great horse sensed the urgency in his master's voice, and his silver shot hoofs flew over the trail. Up and on into the hills, where a faint rim of light could be seen in the eastern sky. Then across the canyon bridge, and down towards Santa Rosa Plain, still wrapped in darkness. You'll make it, boy. Faster, Silver, faster! The rancher's army had reined up half a mile from the fort. Don Miguel had gone over his battle plan with his lieutenants. And now he was only waiting for the first gray light of morning to streak the hills before he gave the command to advance. Suddenly, a white horse loomed out of the darkness, and behind him were two others, trying vainly to match his ground-devouring pace. It is Silver. You know the horse, Father? See, and the masked man who rides him. The masked man was at the rancho. He's a good friend. By now, he must know what we try to do. He'll try to stop us. You will not listen to him, Father. No, no. Hold him, hold. Easy, boy, easy. Don Miguel. You are a brave man, senor, to ride up to us this way. 
After the treatment you received at the rancho. That doesn't matter. I have a message for you. From Dolores? No, from the governor. It is a freak. No, Felipe. Here, I'll let a match so you can read it. Uh, Crispin charges without basis. San Rosa land confirmed. Arriving. He is coming here? Yes, Don Miguel. Who are these men? Colonel Humphrey and Tonto. The colonel? Does he know? Have you told him? Let me explain everything, Don Miguel. Roger Crispin and several other men have been trying to get your land grants declared invalid. They had no success, either in Washington or with the governor. I see. So Crispin decided to try other tactics. He came to you with a lot of forged documents, which he claimed were official papers. Caramba! He convinced you you were about to lose your land. He encouraged you to revolt against your government. It is true, Father. The revolt was his idea. And he told you that you must capture the fort. See, we must drive the federal soldiers out of the valley if we were to hold it. You agreed, and that's all he wanted. When you were ready to start for the fort tonight, he rode ahead to warn the colonel. He had no desire to be convicted as a traitor himself. But we did not start at once. It is a blessing. There was an Indian attack to delay us. It wasn't a real Indian attack, Don Miguel. Oh, see, si, senor, we saw them. No. You see party of Thunderclouds Braves. What? Mask friend, need time, send message to governor. Hunter asked Thundercloud to ride down into valley, pretend to uh, attack ranch. See, si, see, si, it is clear now. And colonel, the masked man came to you? It was your daughter and Andy Meredith who came to me. They brought me the forged papers that Crispin had given you. And they told me the whole story, so that I was ready for him when he arrived. He's in the guardhouse now, and he'll stay there. Senor, I am afraid that I should be there with him. I don't see why. When the masked man rode up, I was about to give the command to attack the fort. You might have given the command to charge, Don Miguel. But you would have commanded them to halt as soon as you were close enough to see the walls of the fort clearly. I do not think so. We'll prove it to you. Come along. Ride with us toward the fort. <laughs> Let's go, Don Miguel. Come on, Silver. As the men rode, the sky in the east flamed red, and the walls of the fort took on definite form. The parapet was crowded. Colonel, you have had reinforcements. Yes, I certainly have. Look, Don Miguel. Rain up and take a good look. Now, would you have given the order to charge? There are women on the parapet, Father. See, see, my son, I recognize them. They are the women from this part of the valley. The wives of the ranchers, Don Miguel. Your daughter was able to convince them you shouldn't attack the fort. And they followed her here to stop you. Oh, there she is, just above the center gate with Andy Meredith. No, you'd never have given the command to charge. So naturally, there's no charge against you. You'll meet with the governor today and everything will be settled. Oh, it is like awakening from a bad dream. <laughs> it's time to waken. It's morning. Let's go, Tonto. Get him up, Adios. Hasta luego. But you have not told me, Father. Who is this man you call friend? A man of strength and wisdom. A man with a great heart. My son, he is the Lone Ranger.
This is a product of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. <laughs> <laughs>